Finding the holy grail of actually understanding real listener metrics is a worthy quest, but we're a long ways from it, no matter what you may have heard. Do concepts like streaming and progressive downloads get us closer? They should, but both terms have lost their technical meaning and have become marketing speak. Hi, I'm Brian Barletta, and this is the audio version of the Sounds Profitable article, Podcast Streaming is a Myth. Special thanks to Claritas for sponsoring this article. Stick around to the end to learn more about how they can help you build more effective podcast ad campaigns. Can you say introduction? You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. If The Princess Bride was a story about podcast ad tech, we'd be replacing inconceivable with streaming. Who doesn't love streaming? The idea of the media being fed to the consumer in real time, allowing the technology provider to interact with them at their time of consumption. In our world of podcasting, regardless of how great our data is compared to terrestrial radio, television, out of home, and even social media influencer marketing, download is treated like a dirty word. An alternative to the entire episode being downloaded to the listener's device with no visibility to where they listen to and when in the episode is super attractive. For a moment last week, there was a misunderstanding that Apple Podcasts would stop auto-downloading content for followers of a show. In between the concerns about download numbers changing was the spark of a thought that started floating around. All major podcast apps would now be streaming instead of downloading, bringing us one step closer to actually measuring listens. But unfortunately, the blinding desire we have to get even more data in podcasting before we push what we have to the limits has left us with a false assumption. Last week, I ran a series of tests myself to explain the concepts around streaming content, streaming ad insertion, buffering, and progressive downloads. It's a bit of a story, but my goal is to take this often confusing concept and make it more digestible. Can you say buffering? Buffering. Unless the content you're consuming is being broadcast live, whatever you're consuming is being buffered. Because if it wasn't, a drop in your download speed or connection could result in you having to wait for the content to continue playing, and that's a bad user experience. You probably had the all too familiar experience of losing internet connection while watching Netflix. You look up from your phone and tell your partner that the internet is out, and they respond by pointing to the TV where Netflix is still playing. Two minutes later, the video stops and Netflix tells you that it's lost its internet connection. Without buffering, the second the internet disconnected, the video stream would have stopped. And while that's an extreme example, consider the same thing would happen if someone started playing online video games on the same network and Netflix got bumped from priority even for a few seconds. Think of that buffer like the skip protection that kept our CDs playing music even while we were jogging. According to their site, Netflix is a streaming service, and while it does offer the ability for you to download media for offline viewing, that's not the primary use case we think of. So I ran a test. I clicked play on the first show Netflix served up for me, Sweet Magnolias, with a runtime of 53 minutes and 18 seconds. I let it play for just 30 seconds, and then I switched my phone to airplane mode. Netflix continued to play for an additional two minutes before the connection failed. That's give or take about 10 megabytes of content downloaded from 30 seconds total playing that video. Can you say streaming ad insertion? Spotify's streaming ad insertion gets a lot of attention. 
Spotify, like Netflix, is a streaming media platform. But the thing we really need to focus on here is that streaming ad insertion is an app-based ad-serving platform. What I mean by that is that Spotify accesses the podcast audio file in the same way that any other podcast app does, but they have a way to identify where the ad markers are in the episode. When the listener hits those ad markers, the app says, I've got this, and makes a live call to their ad server for an ad, which then stitches the ad to the content in real time. Today, this only works on their originals hosted on Megaphone, but Spotify is bullish on expanding that in the future to podcasts they don't own as long as they host with Megaphone and likely anchor in the long run. You can see this in action if you press play on an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, which has streaming ad insertion around the 10 second mark. If you load the Spotify player full screen on your phone, you'll see the UI change. Instead of the episode info scrolling across the player, you'll see the ad information there. The time of the episode changes fully to the time of the ad as well. In my tests, I found two ads in this pre-roll spot on most of the Joe Rogan Experience episodes, so it'll give you a good idea of how streaming ad insertion works if you want to try it yourself. Another great test to run on your phone is to start the episode of Joe Rogan Experience and then turn on airplane mode at the nine second mark. The app will tell you you're not connected to the internet, no ad will play, and the entire episode playback will stop. This truly is streaming ad insertion, but it's fully limited to any podcast for which Spotify can identify the ad markers and only plays inside the Spotify app. Nothing about the podcast episode itself is actually streaming in this scenario, only their ad playback. Just like with the Netflix example, Spotify is downloading or caching the content of the episode as fast as they can. They just set their app to take over the full experience when they hit that ad marker. And while that's amazing accuracy-wise for ads, it sucks out loud for the listener experience. If you make it to one of those streaming ad insertion markers and your internet isn't strong enough to successfully make the ad call, the episode just stops. You're not even able to listen to the previously cached parts of the episode you've already experienced until you get your connection back. There's nothing stopping Apple, Google, Amazon, and other podcast players from replicating this with any hosting platform. Ideally, this becomes a framework that all hosting platforms agree on and unify around, allowing any podcast player the ability to serve ads for the publisher in this fashion. But unless there's some big awakening on the parts of those podcast players where they all work together to help the publishers make the entire inventory available in this format, the publishers now have to manage four streaming ad insertion platforms and one dynamic ad insertion platform to fully sell their inventory. And that opens up a further can of worms that we'll dig through in a future post. Can you say progressive downloading? Progressive downloading. The IAB states that a podcast download has occurred when one minute of the episode's audio has been downloaded to the listener's device. It also states that a downloaded impression has occurred when the portion of the episode that includes the ad has been downloaded to the listener's device. Well, dear listener, I opened everyone's favorite streaming podcast app, Spotify, and pressed play on an episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. At the one second mark of playing it, I flipped on airplane mode. That's one single second before denying my phone access to the internet, Wi-Fi, and cellular. And guess what happened? The podcast continued to play for another minute and 30 seconds. In my tests, it didn't appear that the Bill Simmons podcast used streaming ad insertion at all. The episode I listened to had host-read ads that were either baked in or dynamically inserted. So let's run through the type of stats that would have produced. 
if the content was baked in, Megaphone, the media host for the Bill Simmons podcast, wouldn't have any way to know which portion was ad content or not. So that one second play would have resulted in one IAB certified download for the episode. And since there's absolutely no way to tell where the ads are in the episode for baked in, that one IAB certified download would likely have been used to show that every single ad in the entire two hour long episode should be counted. If the ads were served by dynamic ad insertion, it gets a bit more interesting. The last pre-roll ad for the show ends at about a minute and 40 seconds. So while this experiment wouldn't count as an IAB certified download for the episode, it would count as three IAB certified download impressions. The fourth one not counted because it ended 10 seconds longer than I had downloaded. This isn't unique to Spotify. This will happen on basically any podcast player because the idea of truly playing the episode in real time where the slightest hiccup would result in the user having to wait to reconnect would have the listener searching for a new podcast app. Every podcast player that cares about listeners' experience actively buffers. I ran some tests, which are a little bit difficult to explain in the audio version of this article, but the short of it is is that the lowest that I was able to do was one second of playtime immediately to airplane mode, and I received a minute and 30 seconds of cash audio. As we went up, 30 seconds of the Sounds Profitable podcast got me 20 minutes cashed on there. And when we get into the five-minute mark of a Bill Simmons podcast, I've already downloaded the entire hour and 57-minute podcast. Based on these tests, if you started up the Joe Rogan experience and you decided you no longer wanted to listen to the episode when the first ad started playing at the 10-second mark, Spotify server would have already sent more than a minute of the episode to your app, resulting in an IAB certified download of the episode. All of these tests were run on Wi-Fi, so I switched over to my very poor cell phone connection from my home and tested once more. One second of playtime with another episode from the Bill Simmons podcast resulted in 45 seconds downloaded in total. But keep in mind that it took real focused effort to end the episode that quickly. The only thing we learn accuracy-wise with streaming and podcasting is whether or not Spotify put the ad in front of the listener in real time. We gain no better knowledge of their actual listening experience of the episode, only their ad experience. Can you say wrapping it up? We need to re-educate the space on what we mean when we say streaming. When we say streaming, what we really mean is listener-initiated downloads. When we say downloads, what we typically mean is player-initiated downloads, like we're seeing with Apple Podcasts' auto-download feature for subscribers, I mean followers, or the infrequent times when a listener manually downloads the episode. Internet connections are so good right now, and podcast files are so small that even for three-hour shows, podcast players are able to progressively download the entire episode in somewhere between one and five minutes. One second of play is enough to download 90 seconds of an episode, which means we're definitely not streaming in real time, and the drop-off of listeners before they make it to the one-minute mark is unlikely to be something we could easily detect without the apps providing information to the hosting platforms. The reason this confusion even exists is because there's no obligation for any of those podcast players to take an active role in the IAB Tech Lab, which is our only podcasting ad tech organization. Even when they are active, there's no penalty for them to not adhere to the request from the IAB Tech Lab. Just look at the workaround they had to create to properly handle the duplicate counting that Apple Podcasts on watchOS caused. It is in each of these podcast players' best interests to remain an island, but is detrimental to the rest of us and causes division. 
Until a majority of the hosting platforms and publishers come together and demand more from these companies who are doing very well off the media they create and make available, there's little recourse. The only reason we don't have actual streaming statistics and listening stats is because the podcast players are under no obligation to share any of that data they collect from listeners enjoying the content made by publishers and hosted by their providers. If we want better statistics, it's time to demand the podcast players provide better data and not just in their isolated portal. Thanks for listening to my narration of this Sounds Profitable article written by me, Brian Barletta. Thanks again to Claritas for sponsoring this article. Having the tools to measure success is just one part of the equation. Claritas and Entercom have teamed up to share their strategies, measurement methodologies, optimizations, and benchmarks for brands and publishers alike to build more effective podcast ad campaigns. To find out more, click the link in the episode details. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode, and thank you for following the premium feed of Sounds Profitable brought to you by Supercast. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, marketing deep dives, and of course, the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks again for listening.